Well, what's up, everybody? It's Pastor John here, and we uh, want to welcome you to our second round of our 30-day Bible reading challenge. We had so much fun in the first round, and we saw we had so much great feedback. We were like, we've got to do this again. So many people shared with us how they started, renewed, or strengthened their relationship with the Bible, and uh, that was our whole desire and goal as we started this and as we did the Bible Is series. And we had so much great feedback that we just said, we've got to do this again. And man, it, you know, like I said, it just being able to hear and see people engage God's word. And as a pastor, there is nothing more that I get fired up, up, up about and just am so encouraged that if people get into God's word, the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. When you open the Bible, you encounter God, the Holy Spirit, and you actually open up your life to the Holy Spirit coming in and transforming you and changing you to help you be more like Jesus, which is the whole point. So I just want to say uh, congratulations for joining, right? Like I, I, it's going to change your life. I guarantee it. If you walk through these 30 days and you do it day by day, if you skip a day, it's okay. If you don't get it in, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. But at the same time, challenge yourself to get it in each day to read the chapter for the day while at the same time hearing the the devotional each day we hope you've enjoyed getting to meet some some of our team our leadership team as you've been able to hear devotions from them and things like that i just want to say thank you to them as well uh, for daily putting these devotions in for you but we're going to jump we're going to jump in and we're doing 30 days in the psalms right we're starting a sermon series called songs of the, of the songs of the season where we're going to be taking a look at some uh, psalms which are basically songs uh, written in the old testament book of psalms okay and so just some general context of the book of psalms psalms they think they have five different writers um, and basically, they're kind of songs or poetry uh, written for the country of Israel, which was God's chosen people that God wanted to, to choose Israel as a people to show himself through. And what you see in Psalms is a nation that is wrestling with and struggling with in different seasons of its existence, um, where it's, you know, it's, it's at times questioning God. God, why did this happen? At sometimes it's praising God. At sometimes it's... You know, you've, you've, you've got the different writers saying, why did this happen? Why did this have, have to happen? God, where have you been? Uh, God, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. It's, it's, got, it's got individual psalms of people talking about their personal struggles, talking about their personal victories. It's got songs celebrating what God did for the country. Like what you'll be able to see as you read through these psalms is it doesn't shy away from sharing what you really feel. And that's one of the most powerful things I think you can see in the book of Psalms is God, as you see that even in the Bible, God doesn't shy away from people sharing what they actually feel on the inside. God isn't afraid of you sharing what's really going on. He's not. He's not concerned why. He made you. He knows you. And actually, this is when you read the Psalms, I hope you see how honest and real and raw these writers are when sharing about their individual and you know, in communal and country issues and, and questions to God and things like that. And what I think it will prayerfully do for you is it will release you to be that free and candid before God. Because I'm telling you, as you're vulnerable to him, as you don't try to hold back to, to him, I guarantee that God will reveal himself to you as you reveal yourself to him. Okay? Now... Um, with that in mind, that's that's this a, a little bit of the background of Psalms, and you're going to have a a very good picture here 
uh, of the 30 Psalms that we've chosen, there's actually 150 Psalms. We're actually going to only read 30 of them. And so we tried to pick a good mixture of different kinds of Psalms to get you acquainted with, uh, with, the, with, with the different layers and nuances of this book. But like I said, this is also going to go along with our sermon series, Songs, uh, Songs for the Season, which we're doing in the month of July, looking at uh, you know, where we find ourselves in as a country. And um, so we're just really, really pumped. But today I'm going to actually dive in and we're going to uh, look at Psalm chapter one. So Psalm chapter one, and since it's a small chapter, I'm going to actually read it for us. Um, so we are actually reading from the New Living Translation. So that is the NLTI. I want to encourage you download the Bible, uh, the Bible app, which is called Uversion. Uh, whether you got, you know, the God ordained iPhone or you have the uh, Satan inspired Android. I'm just kidding, y'all. We ain't going to spiritualize cell phones. But, um, you know, the Android, iPhone, whatever. Um, you will be able to download the Uversion Bible app. That's that's the best Bible app out there, and it's free. And you have all of all of these all of these different translations of the Bible. But the one that we're going to be using for this challenge is the NLT. Uh, so this is Psalm chapter one, uh, using the NLT version. It says this. It says, "Oh the joys," and this is written by David. Sorry. <laughs> oh the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all, everyone say all, all they do. Come on, somebody, I'm about to start preaching up in here. Uh, anyway, but not the wicked, this is verse number four, but not the wicked, they are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. I wanna bring up a few things that I see here. And part of what I would like you to do in this 30-day Bible journey is to read through these a couple times and just say, God, speak to me. God, what are you trying to, to, to show me? And whenever we do these devotions each day, we're just gonna be sharing with you a few things of what God showed us in these scriptures that will then prayerfully help you when you're reading through scripture um, you'll be able to kind of pull out and see what God is showing you uh, in this, in, you know, a, a, as as we're doing here. We, you, you can hopefully use it as a model for yourself whenever you're doing Bible study, whenever you're reading the Bible on your own. So let me just share with you a couple thoughts that I see here in Psalm chapter 1. Um, it just says, it says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow in the way, sit in the seat of my, like, it says, oh, the joys of those who don't live a lifestyle that displeases God, right? What he's saying is, is, is you know, it's, it's like blessed are the ones that don't do what the world does. Because, but y'all, let's just be honest. Sin can be fun for a season. You've probably had different seasons like like that where you have been doing stuff that you know God did not want you to do, living ways, sleeping with people that weren't your husband or your wife, or doing substances you know you shouldn't have been doing, or going places you shouldn't have been, or. Um, you know, just doing things that you know are not God's best. And in that season, it seemed like a lot of fun. It seemed good. It seemed like, oh, you know what? You're not going to reap what you sow. But let me tell you this. Sin always has a cost. It always does. It always has a cost. And, so, and, and unfortunately, I think what some, what some people think is that, just, is that just because you aren't reaping what you're sowing immediately, 
that sin does not have a cost. But I want to, uh, I guess, plead with you and implore with you that if you are in a season right now of doing what you know is not God's best, I want to encourage you to stop in your tracks right now. Because, y'all, I'm telling you, sin has a cost. And it's not because God doesn't like you. It's just because when you do things outside of God's best, I'm telling you, it doesn't lead to your best, you know? And so, you know, and, and what David's saying here, he's like, oh, the joy is like, thank God for those that don't walk in the way of sinners or stand in the seat of sinners or join in with mockers. But, but then he says this, they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. I don't know about you, but I want to have this desire for God's word. It says they delight in God's word. They delight in God's truths and they meditate on it day and night. And I think those are two powerful words here. Delight and meditate. Delight and meditate. I think sometimes that we can view God's word as being a duty instead of a delight. I've been praying, God, let me, let me, let me see your word. Let me view your word as the very delight. When it hits my ears, let it be the very Thing that lights my being up, that God, I would yearn for your truth and your word the same way a baby yearns for milk, the same way that, that going, when, when I'm watching football, I want chicken wings. Like, God, I want to yearn for you like that. I want a desire. Like, I, I'm like, I want to delight in it. And that's what I'm praying for you is that deep down in your soul and spirit, you would have a hunger and a delight in God's word. But then he says this, meditating on it day and night. You know, your life will move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And that's why I believe that it is so important you fill your mind continually day in and day out with the truths of God's word. And I know some, you know, it's just like, you know, in this time, there are so many voices coming at you. And I mean, voices, Facebook, social media, Instagram, news, I mean, there, there, there are so many voices trying to fill your thoughts and fill your mind. And I'm telling you, in this season, if you're not being intentional about filling your mind with truth and God's word and God's promises and what God says about you rather than someone else says, what God says about the future rather than what some particular news source says, or fill your mind with how you should treat others and love others, I'm telling you, you will be in a fog and you will miss what God's best is. I'm telling you, like you need to be filling your mind with the truth of God's word. And you know what the great thing about that is? You've got the power in your hands to do that. Redeem your time, right? And, and this is a great source of that, right? You're, you're filling your mind right now with God's word and God's truth over this 30, 30 days. And I congratulate you for that. But look, you know, shoot, do it even more. Go and read more of Psalms. You just don't have to read 30, but just be intentional about filling your mind with what God's God's word says. But then here's the thing, right? In, in verse number three, it says that they and those being that meditate on God's word and those that delight in God's word, right? It says they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. What he's saying here is, is that they're solid and they're firm, right? This takes you back to whenever Jesus talked about the parable uh, of people building on different foundations. And he said, look, the one that built on sand, when the storm came, it washed them. But those that built on the rock, they had a firm, solid foundation because they built their life on Jesus's words and Jesus's teachings. And Jesus was saying, look, be the wise builder, right? And that's what this is saying here. It's like, look, if, if you obey the Lord, if you delight in the Lord, if you meditate on, on if it's the focus of your life, you will be like a tree planted along 
the riverbank, meaning it's always got its resources met. It's right by the water. It's, it's, its root system is connected right to the source, right to the riverbank. It says, and it bears fruit each season. It's fruitful. It's a blessing, right? It, it, the tree does not exist for, for itself. The tree produces fruit that then blesses others. And then it says, they prosper in all they do. They do not wither. Y'all, this is, this, is this is what God's people should be like here. We should have these qualities. We're planted in God's word and with God's truth. We bear fruit. We're blessings. And then it says, they never wither. Not that, you know, not that they don't struggle, but they don't wither, right? And then it says, they prosper in all they do. I believe God's people, and this might sound whatever, should prosper in all they do. Now, does that always mean prosper in the sense of what the world thinks prosper means. No, but prosper means this. We become better, get better, no matter what happens. Y'all, as a Christ follower, you win. You win. You can't lose. If something great happens, praise, praise God. If something great doesn't happen, you have the opportunity to learn and grow and become more like Christ from it. Whether you win or whether you lose, you win. And I believe we can see this in Paul's life. He said, whether I have much, whether I got nothing, let me tell you the bottom line is this, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What he's saying is that whatever God brings my way, blessing or burdens, good or bad, no matter what I can, I can be, I can prosper through it because of who God is and what God has put in me and what God is doing in me and what God's ultimate goal is and that is for you to be more like Christ. Okay, I gotta finish this up. I'm coming up here on 13 minutes. All right, here's the thing though. But then it says, but not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly for the law. Uh, for the Lord watches over the path of, of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. I think what he is saying here is the concept of sowing and reaping and what we said earlier. Y'all, the concept of sowing and reaping. Let me tell you three things about sowing and reaping, right? Then uh, this is from Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Quick, I think we can see the connection here between this and the end of Psalm chapter chapter 1. Galatians 6, 7 through 9 says this. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Chapter uh, Verse 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So let me tell you three things quickly about Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9, that I believe relates to the end of Psalms chapter 1 about sowing and reaping. The first one, or actually there's three things quickly. First off, you always reap what you sow. You see this here, it's a universal principle, but then it says you always reap more than you sow. And then thirdly, you all you always reap later than you sow. And you can see this progression here in Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Uh, you always reap what you sow. And that's what it says here. You, you cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. But then it says, you know, if you sow to please your sinful nature, from that sowing to please your sinful nature, you will reap eternal destruction. But if you sow to please your spirit and to please God, as you sow into that, what you'll actually harvest is eternal life. You always reap more than you sow, but then you always reap later than you sow. And that's why the encouragement here in verse number nine, we says, hey, do not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up. And what Paul is saying here is y'all, you reap what you sow, you reap later than you sow, and you always reap more than you sow for those. So for the love of God, sow good seeds, trust God and believe him for the increase. And if you're sowing bad seeds, I believe Paul says here, stop it. 
because one day it's going to catch up to you. And we can believe that in. We can see that here at the end of Psalms chapter 1 when it talks about how God is on the side of those who believe him and trust him and follow him. And that's what I, and that's what I want to encourage you today. Psalm chapter 1. Oh, the joys of those who follow in God's way. They are like trees planted. They, they, they delight in the law of God. Meditate on it day and night. They're like trees planted by the streams of, of water. They don't wither in their blessings. And y'all, you reap you re what you sow. Hopefully just, just from this small time we've had here, you can see the, the, the fruit. You, you, you can see the meat here in the book of Psalms. And y'all, you're going to see this all throughout this Bible reading challenge. This has been day number one. I hope it's been somewhat helpful to you. And hey, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow for day number two. Let me pray for you really quick. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. I pray your blessing on God's people, God, as they start this reading challenge through Psalms. Show yourself in a powerful way. I ask that as they encounter the Holy Spirit in Scripture, that your Holy Spirit would invade their hearts, invade their minds, and invade their lives. God, and, and, the, and that God, your Holy Spirit would transform them to be like Christ in their everyday life. God, we love you. We thank you. And I pray for each person listening. I pray you would encourage them. You would strengthen them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love y'all.